This is Doc's Cost, episode number 10. So far, we've looked at how to get 100% covered. What kind of plan design you want, how you manage that. Now we're going to build the foundation for lowering your cost. We're going to talk about what actuaries and underwriters look at. We're going to talk about what the insurance company looks at as far as individual versus group. And we're going to understand how that affects the price that you're charged for your insurance. We're also going to talk a little bit about group versus individual and why group is different than individual and why it can be more advantageous. In this is simple, to get you 100% covered. I'm Scott Dowling. I've got over three decades of insurance knowledge and experience to share with you. I don't work for the insurance company and I'm beholden to no one. I'm here to make healthcare transparent for all of us. There's an affordable insurance plan out there someplace and I promise to help you find it. Doc's Cost starts now. So this morning, I it was the open. I had CNBC on, and they've got something up there about costs. K O S S. Don't know if you know it or not. It's uh, a nice little company up in Milwaukee. It's right off of Interstate 43 as you go north out of downtown towards Green Bay, and they make headphones, among other things, sound equipment. Uh, it's been there for a long time. Uh, I've known about costs for a long time, having gone to school up there. And there it is, front and center. Uh, Jim Cramer's talking about it on CNBC. I wear cost headphones myself. I'm wearing them right now. Uh, I've got the Pro 4S Studio headphones on right now. Um, guess they're all part of that short squeeze uh, Reddit GameStop event that's been going on. And... Uh, it's a nice little company. They make really good headphones. Anyway, I saw it and I was just surprised. But uh, their stock price went through the roof and now it's coming back down. So anyway, if uh, you're ever in the market for a new set of headphones, check out Costs. Uh, I uh, honestly uh, can recommend them. Very good. So we've gone through a bunch of stuff on health insurance as far as what to do to get 100% covered. Now we're going to build on the foundation so that you can lower your costs. And if you understand the makeup of the insurance and how it's priced, you can lower your overall costs. And as I've said a number of times before, healthcare is not health insurance. They are two separate things. That's the first thing we need to untangle. Healthcare is not health insurance. Health insurance is there for one specific reason, and that is to transfer the risk of financial burden due to an unforeseen event, either an accident or sickness, some kind of peril. Unforeseen. That means you don't know what's coming. Now, if you're omniscient and you knew about the pandemic, 
that was coming in the winter and spring of 2020, and you knew that in 2019, well, then you should be winning the mega million billion dollar payout that just happened. If you're omniscient, you know what's going to happen, but nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. No idea. That's why we have insurance. It's to transfer the risk of financial hardship, financial burden. Okay, it's a payout of money to you to help you to get through the burden of financial hardship due to an unforeseen event. So if you heard me correctly, you'll understand that the insurance is a payment to you for financial or to relieve the financial burden, the financial hardship from an unforeseen event. I didn't say that the insurance was there to pay the doctor, to pay the hospital, to pay the pharmacy company, to pay any other provider. That's not what health insurance is for. Health insurance is there for you. It is to pay you. It is to take care of you and your family when there is a financial hardship that arises due to an unforeseen event. There are a lot of people out there that think insurance is merely gambling. And I take great exception to that. Insurance is about transferring risk. There's three different ways that you can handle risk. You can avoid the risk. You can accept the risk. Or you can transfer the risk. For instance... You can avoid a slip and fall on the ice if you stay in your house. You have no risk of falling on the ice outside if you stay in your house. That's avoiding the risk. You can accept the risk, and that's go ahead and run outside and see if you slip and fall. And if you do, it's your fault. Maybe you break your neck, but you accepted that risk. In transferring that risk of financial burden for your broken neck, and hopefully you didn't die, but you can have an insurance contract that you purchase and pay a premium towards so that when you do break your neck because you ran outside and slipped on the ice, you don't have to suffer from the financial burden of the $100,000 medical bills that you're going to get from your surgeon, your hospital, the ambulance, everybody else involved. That's transferring the risk. When you gamble, you're introducing risk where none exists. What's the chance that I roll a seven? I've got a pair of dice. What's my chance of rolling a seven? Why do I need to roll a seven? I don't need to roll a seven. That's gambling. But if I do need to get to work and it's icy outside, I still have to go outside and get to the bus, get to the car, walk to work. doesn't matter. I have the chance of slipping and falling on the ice, especially if you live in the Northeast, you live in the Midwest, and it's February. You have that risk. It exists. What's the chance that you could have a heart attack? Everybody has a chance because your heart could stop. There is risk that exists, and you transfer that risk of financial hardship, financial burden, to the insurance company through the purchase 
of an insurance contract. Now, do you do that through a employer group or any other group, or do you do it as an individual? If you listen to episode three, why you get your insurance through your employer, you'll understand that group can be more cost-effective than individual. There's one primary reason. There's a number of different reasons. One of the primary reasons happens to deal with actuaries and underwriters. And you hear a lot about insurance actuaries, and you hear a lot about insurance underwriters. They're actually very, very uh, symbiotic. They're, they work together. Think of the actuary as the fashion designer, the Versace or the Dior or the Ralph Lauren. And think of the underwriter as the tailor who's fitting the suit or the dress to the individual. The actuary is the, the one who figures all of this stuff out in general. And the underwriter takes that information and tailors it specifically to the particular group, the particular employer, or the particular individual who's buying the insurance. So if you look at an actuary, an actuary um, is a, uh, they learn how to use mathematics, statistics, and probability principles to anticipate future events and take preventative measures. And then they will look at a, say there's a, you know, a group in, uh, in, in Chicago and there's a thousand employees. An underwriter can take all this stuff that the actuary produced and say, okay, in 60610, the zip code, and I've got an employer group, um, let's just say it's a bank, and whatever the SIC code is for the bank, they'll take that, and then they'll say, I've got a 1,000 people, and from that 1,000 people, they can say that 10 are going to have a myocardial infarction, and 10 are going to break their leg, and 5 are going to be diagnosed with colon cancer. They can figure that out, and they can figure out the costs associated with each of those. They can figure out all of the maladies that might happen to those 1,000 people in Chicago, and they can figure out that cost over the next 12 months, and they can come up with a number based on the actuarial analysis. The underwriter can come up with a number for that particular group of 1,000 people. Conversely, if you take an individual... And let's say that individual is a man who lives in 60657. That's another area within Chicago. It's a single man. He's 50 years old. Uh, Average build, average height. Um, The underwriter looks at him and says, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen to you this year. And that's the difference between being an individual and being in a group. If you're in a group, there's a lot of other things that go with that as far as the employer is concerned. But an actuary and an underwriter can tell you what's going to happen to that group. And a thousand's about the minimum. You could look at 5,000 or 10,000. And you don't need to have 100,000 or 200,000 or a million people to figure all that out. A 1,000 people will give you the statistically significant sample size in order for the actuary and the underwriter to come to a determination. But a single individual, they can't. 
So what they do with the individuals, that's why it's really, really hard to price an individual. They've got to say, okay, we've got um, 10,000 people that are insured in this area, in this zip code, and here's what the rates look like. But the rates are not as well tailored to individuals as they are to groups. And because they're not as well tailored, a lot of times they're a little bit more expensive on a per capita basis. That means per head, per person. They can be because they need more wiggle room because they're not certain as to what the actual spread of risk might be. So while that's a very basic explanation, the point is that it's easier for an underwriter to look at a group and price it than it is to look at an individual and price the same kind of risk. Check out the show notes. I'm going to have an infographic that's going to show you all the different pieces that go into pricing the insurance. Um, this is the first building building block for pricing insurance. We're going to go through a lot more. So stick around. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. If you got questions, you can follow us on Twitter and ask there at DocsCost. You can also submit a question via docscost.com forward slash ask. And you can email us at ask, A-S-K, at docscost.com. And thanks, as always, for the time you've afforded me. I appreciate each and every one of you out there. And remember, health insurance is not health care. DocsCost is where you gain the knowledge, experience, education, and information to become an astute consumer of health care and take control of your health insurance. Lower your costs, take total control. Now, here's my pal Morgan Fingleton. Find him at docscost.com forward slash music. So long, everybody. In this. No